0: But we've had bad films. They're never this bad. It's okay. It's okay. That's a good girl. Suck it up. There you go. That's it. Take it in. That's
1: a good girl. Take it in. Good. Good. Good.
0: That's it.
1: Breathe. You should drop dead, you selfish cunt. Man, I don't really want to talk about the movie.
0: No. Um... I was thinking earlier it's like, I really in, have enjoyed having guests on for films that we know are going to be bad because yeah. it's kind of fun for me to know that I'm putting someone else through that uh, I'm. this is so bad I I wouldn't even make someone watch this for a laugh
1: yeah I, I don't want to I want to put off talking about this for as long as you can why don't you tell me about your day
0: what did you do today um, I've had some grapes. <sighs> you, um,
1: I tried to go for a walk today for the first time in like ages. I pop out for how was that? I pop out for a little stroll, more or less every day, just sort of around my block to stretch my legs.
0: Around the hood. Um, yeah. There's Ch- checking on the corners. There, you know? Yeah,
1: make sure my my <laughs> spots are are clear and. I, today there's a really nice sort of big park where I live, and I decided that today, after months of yeah, literally at this point months of not, I was going to like treat myself and go for a stroll there. But man, there are so many people out and about. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was really I overwhelming.
0: Like, if I'm I Imagine you mean Richmond Park, which must be absolutely heaving. It
1: was crazy. Like yeah, I'm lucky enough to it be a fairly short walk from my house, but. I, man, I can't believe it. There are so many people. It was really stressful. And even though we've been living in this situation for however long, still no one really knows what to do with it. And everyone thinks they have the right of way, and they're bumping into each other, and getting flustered. And if that wasn't enough, I just I got there and saw how busy it was, and went, Nah, it's not really for me. Went to go turn around, only to have an ice cream van tear past me, playing the music, and I was like, Oh God, that would be nice as well. There it but- is.
0: There's, there's the nightmare. It's just, every. there seems to be no sense of urgency whenever, like, I feel like I'm really panicked when I'm inside my own house and safe, but the moment <laughs> I leave the house, it seems like no one gives a shit. Yeah. It feels like there's permanent terror and fear being pumped at you when you're at home, and then you go outside and everyone's just, like, having a kick kickabout. Yeah. I, just, I just don't get it, so I just, I like to avoid people at the best of times, so I think I feel at least my... You know, my thirty one years of practising being a fucking loner has finally come into
1: a <laughs> I've been training my whole life. Yeah. But yeah, man, it, it it was just weird. Like I've I've barely left the house in
0: like two months. Um And this is the one this is what you get treated to, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and this is just like
0: and then to top it all off you got to come home and oh, watch Bad Lieutenant. How how much can we put out a podcast about bad lieutenant?
1: Oh, do you mean The Bad Lieutenant, Port of Cold, Colon, New Orleans?
0: Uh, even the title annoys me. Yeah, me too. I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to work out how much we can stick to our guns of doing this project, put a podcast out in regards to this film, whilst not talking about this film at all. I feel like that's the press it deserves.
1: Yes, I'm right there with you. Like, I think you're probably with me that this this project is a good distraction from the outside situation, but it's hopefully the same for other people. And if we can bring some some laughs and some smiles to people's faces along the way, as well
0: as our own, then You'd fantastic. You'd think that, but this, this film is literally worse than a pandemic. Yeah, yeah I would quite rather, right. So I'd rather have just done nothing. I'd rather just been watching the news. I'd rather just be watching that news bulletin from knowing where the guy just says, <laughs> you're all fucked. <laughs>
1: The world is gonna end. Yeah, you will all die. There's nothing you can do. Uh,
0: Honestly, it's not just it's not just the shittest film we've watched so far. It's maybe the shittest film I've ever seen in my fucking life.
1: Yeah, it's it's funny you you say that. I um, my sweet partner Isabel, she was by my side for the beginning of this film, as she she often yeah. is.
0: <laughs> she she made like, the lovely. Yeah, excuse. she uh,
1: she <laughs> reserves the right to leave at any point, and boy, did she play that card early on uh but yeah she would at one point ask me what i would rate this film
0: did she play that card uh, in the first hour before he decides on a completely different accent for the rest of the film that's that oh i've never been more angry in my life
1: yeah he just some of the choices that man makes in this already very questionable film
0: the tagline for this film sums up how i feel about it and that's a the only criminal he can't catch is himself.
1: And he is a criminal in so many he's, respects.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Lock this man up before he makes another film. Ugh. But this is right. So let's see how we can talk about this in regards to what it's sandwiched between. Yeah, because... Yesterday, we watched G-Force. We
1: were riding high.
0: Tomorrow, we're watching Astro Boy. What the fuck happened in 2009 where he's literally gone he made four films so knowing this weird disaster film which is kind of like i'm not really sure how else to describe it other than that it's that it's the end yeah, of the world it's like
1: a, a sci-fi mystery Yeah,
0: it's like a sci-fi mystery disaster movie doomsday yeah into g-force one of the most entertaining and just fun desperate to please you films i've maybe <laughs> ever seen into Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, cool, New Orleans. Which it's is like
1: he went. What's the exact opposite? It's the, it's the opposite complete opposite. G-Force. In the
0: way that we said that G Force is just desperate to make you smile, <laughs> this film <laughs> is just desperate to make you turn it off.
1: But but there's a few points where I went, fuck, is this meant to be a comedy?
0: Oh god.
1: And I watched before we started recording. I had a couple minutes, so I quickly uh, was trying to. I just trying to learn a bit more about this film to hopefully give it some more context to understand it. And. I watched an interview at a film festival with Werner Herzog, the director of the film, and someone said about how edgy and gritty this film was. (laughs) And he goes, well, yes, it's edgy and gritty, but you've got to forget, it's also hilariously funny. Is it? Dan, um, did you have a hilariously funny time watching this film?
0: No. This was just depressing because I couldn't turn it off. I don't have a choice.
1: Yeah, very well put. Today was a day I woke up not that up for this decision we've made if
0: I'm totally honest with you. I'd been told that this was like bad prior to this but I was up for it as a this will just be funny and I, I was actually quite up for watching a Nick Cage film today. Okay. It's one of the weird ones so I, was, so I went into this after the last couple of days where we've, we've gone in expecting nothing and we've been kind of treated so I was just like well fuck it it can't all be that bad and then this this just felt like a fucking hostage situation. <laughs> I swear that I I watched this film for seven hours and then I checked it and I was I was like halfway through. <laughs> it was so, so meandering. It just isn't never it? ended and nothing happened. It just oh, <sighs> I don't know.
1: Let's talk about it.
0: Uh,
1: I... right. <sighs> the first time we meet. Terence McDonough, the character that Nicholas played.
0: Not H.I. McDonough. <laughs> what a better film <laughs> oh, that would have been. shit. I knew I knew the name. Of course. Well, the first thing that I took from this is this is literally like he's clearly just kind of cast in on the, made a lot of money from that 9-11 film. What other fucking big tragedies have there been? And it just opens just being like just after Hurricane Katrina. I was like, is there anything that this man won't try and make money from?
1: Holy fuck. I've just pieced together something incredible in my mind. What? So, as you well know, Eva Mendes also co-stars in this film. Yes. So I just assumed that everything we were seeing... What was all-
0: the other film that she was... She was in G-Force as well as the sexy one. Wasn't she in something else, though, as an actual... Ghost Rider. Of course. So, all
1: action I saw on screen of the ba- in The Bad Lieutenant port of cool colon new orleans i just assumed was set between the action of ghost rider one and two it turns out i was mistaken this is another version of cage but you'll remember very very clearly that during the action on screen in raising arizona we see the ghost rider oh no hi mcdonough faces down the ghost rider how did the ghost rider know how to find him because they're related by blood this is the guy that comes. It makes total sense to me.
0: This is just... <laughs> I, I, lo- I love that you've put this together. And even man. with
1: that, even with all of that headcanon,
0: it still doesn't make this film fun. No, this is the thing. I love that you're putting this all together. I... <sighs> Have you ever been on one of those family holidays where you're like it's getting drilled into your head that something's fun but it, it just like it doesn't matter you're not you just don't want it I've been to centre parks oh they don't shit on centre parks <laughs> <laughs> maybe it'd be like butlands but you're a bit too old or something like that you know what I mean where everyone's like everyone's determined that you have to have fun come
1: on the disco starts at 7 better finish quick
0: that's how I feel about this that, that no matter how many ways you can try and find a way to like put an angle on this that might mean I, I might enjoy this I just don't think I will oh,
1: they're playing Saturday Night on the speakers again. Doesn't matter. It's a Tuesday evening. Carry on.
0: Ugh. I just, I just, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to go through my notes that I made now, but I don't think there's anything. Almost all of them are just this film fucking sucks.
1: Yep, I had a lot of those too. The first time we meet uh HR McDonough's brother Terence during this film, he is stealing nude photographs Ugh. from one of his colleagues of his colleague's wife.
0: Yeah, it's just it it starts off at a low point. Yeah. And you think at least it's going to pick up and it fucking doesn't.
1: As if calling it bad lieutenant didn't make you go like, "Oh, maybe this guy isn't a great
0: guy." That doesn't sell it enough. It should just be shit lieutenant.
1: They are just determined all throughout to make you go, "Okay, he's a scumbag." But like to the point it becomes Nauseating, and obviously we're skipping through this a little bit, and you probably had a very similar visceral reaction. To I me.
0: don't even want to talk about the synopsis. I'm not interested in sharing it because it's fucking. No, shit. no, I can't.
1: I can't couldn't, I couldn't tell you what happened if I'm totally honest. This,
0: this is the film equivalent of a Jedward record. You know what I mean? just, <laughs> what's the fucking point in it? There is nothing in this film for anyone. Honestly, I, I genuinely believe that. I don't think anyone would enjoy this film. I just the, the own. I just. I was about to say the only scene, but there's not an only scene. I I just didn't understand why there were lizards all of a sudden. This is not legitimately the worst film I think I've ever seen in my life, Ben Can you?
1: And I I completely agree, but I think it's important that we that we try and make it fun. That that we quantify <laughs> that at least, so anyone listening will have an actual reason. I mean, anyone listening, don't watch the film.
0: I just yeah, honestly, don't. don't
1: don't watch the film.
0: Um, let's try and pick out some key scenes here.
1: Okay, and I think no. No scene is more key to describing this. The one that absolutely turned my stomach, baffled me, made me angry and made me upset all in the same moment is the the pervy, stalking, Nick Cage cop scene where he follows the young couple into the car park.
0: Oh, God. Yeah, it's just... <sighs> and it's not even the only time he does it in the film. And
1: that's the worst part. It is... All three characters in the scene: Nick Cage, a young man, and a young girl. They're together as a couple. All three performances are awful. This is this is the worst acting Nick Cage has delivered us. I'm not just pro- not
0: just Cage. Everyone in this film, yeah, th- deserves I, one to of be my notes put is, down.
1: There are zero good performances in this film. Yeah, but on paper, it, it could work.
0: On our into the film, he just completely changes his accent to something ridiculous, to Owen Wilson impression. Yeah, uh, yeah, but why?
1: Why? Oh, my God. And he starts to become almost like this goblin man where he's all hunched over, and he looks like a younger version. I think this is the prequel to the restaurant reviewer from Ratatouille. <laughs> yeah, I like that. He gets hunched over. He gets a weirder, more drawn face. His hair seems to go further and further back.
0: Well, let's, let, let's give a, a quick one just to put this in context. He is essentially a... Well, let's be honest, a bad lieutenant. He's a he's a corrupt cop. And he's got something wrong with his back. So he's in pain. So he turns to using drugs. And he's just drinking all the time. He's always just off his face. And he's just a fucking arsehole. And then obviously he, he's also a gambling addict because why not make him worse? Yeah, sure. Yeah, and it's just, just over and over again, just, just the worst guy. There's a moment in it that really just like, when I realised how flippant and not bothered about acting they were, it's when he goes up to see um, Eva Mendes, and he's like, "Ah, oh, I, I, th- I did, I, I snorted some coke, and it turned out to be heroin." And then he just—they just palm it off like nothing's happening, and it's just like, "What?"
1: Yeah, I've seen *Pulp Fiction*. I know how that plays out. This is fucking wild.
0: What are you on about?
1: And she just—and he just shrugs it off, doesn't he? He goes, "I'm mistakenly taking some heroin, thinking it's coke." So even Mendes is like, oh, better have some coke then. Yeah. And he's like, oh, brilliant. And then fucking he's just trying to <laughs> relax before he starts working an hour. So he's just trying to unwind. And then who walks around the corner but celebrity baker Paul Hollywood. So <laughs> Nick Cage has to threaten him with a gun.
0: It's just the most ridiculous thing. Every time he goes to that apartment, something more bizarre happens. And that there's one scene in this that I couldn't get my head around. And I'm trying to remember what the actors or even his character is called in this. It's just fucking annoying. I'm just going to call him Woe Man. <laughs> Do you know the guy that I mean? Who literally... Cage is kicking him out of Eva Mendez's room where she plays some form of prostitute. He's obviously paid for the time there. Cage has then kicked him out because he's been abusive. Um, and there's some something weird transpires where he kind of essentially starts to warn Cage of his connections and how this is then going to badly come back on him but he does so by say, just saying the word whoa over and over again
1: big mistake
0: Oh, big mistake it's just that was the point where I went is this them trying to trying to tell you not to watch the fucking film
1: this watching this film was a big mistake
0: <laughs> you're you're 45 <laughs> minutes in whoa whoa
1: <laughs> That was the point I was like, oh, they're they're trying to make this into a comedy by having a guy with a wacky catchphrase and then we see him again and he keeps doing the same thing as yeah. if to remind you of how funny he was the first time.
0: But I think none of this is funny. I'm just I, I'm looking through this now and it this is how much this film bored the shit out of me that I didn't even realize one of the main characters was played by Exhibit i just didn't even clock it because i just don't fucking care about this shit film
1: yo i think respect where it's due exhibit being in this is very funny obviously he was the paint my ride host for years which is i think where most people know him from the fact he's in this playing a guy called big feet f-e-a-t fantastic but uh he's like a modern he's a modern gentleman mob boss like i had a lot of respect for him where they're nick cage decides to team up with him for reasons unknown (laughs) i literally stared
0: directly at the film for two hours he is the best part of this to be fair without a shadow of a doubt
1: and he's driving along usually he'd have someone doing all the driving for him but no 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 exhibits like i'll drive myself thank you very much nick cage is in the front in his owen wilson voice at this point oh you're gonna take me back to my car and exhibits like yes but we have a stop to make first is that okay to which cage goes Yes, and I was like, well, that was just extremely polite.
0: Yeah, it's so passive. Nice, man. And then they get there, and what they're actually doing is they're stopping to dump a body in a river, <laughs> and it's never fucking addressed at all. Just bad guy stuff. Yeah, just you know, just generic bad guy things. Uh, I, d- I don't know what I'm supposed to say about this film other than it's fucking shit.
1: <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. We've been throwing a lot of shit at this, Dan.
0: Yeah, don't you dare. Don't. And I think no, it's very no.
1: important... No. But we, no. No, listen, man. I think no. it's quite important that we don't, uh, we don't, people in glass houses don't throw stones. And we've willed ourselves to hang out with Nick Cage this much. And listen, there's highs and there's lows in this. Sometimes you get a G Force. Sometimes you get a The Bad Lieutenant, Port of Cool Colon, New Orleans. Sometimes you get some weird Ghost Rider headquarters. But we've had bad fills. They're never this bad. But I think it's imperative, quite frankly. That you and I take it in turns.
0: No. And be nice to Nicky. No, I'm not doing it. No, he's he's not at all here.
1: This is probably the most... the, The only word I have to describe Nick Cage in this is embarrassing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, It's just horrible. It's the most inconsistent... It's not just the worst he's ever acted, it's the most inconsistent he's ever acted. Yes. In a role... You know when we were saying how in G-Force it's the silly voice, but it actually works with the film? Like, it finally lined up. It's that kind of thing where, like, you know, if you make the same... If you do just whatever you want enough times, eventually it's going to work. A
1: million monkeys and a
0: million typewriters. Exactly that. This is... Quite literally, this is the worst of all of the monkeys typing. <laughs> this is a monkey mashing its face into a keyboard. This monkey has ripped the keys off and shoved them up its ass. <laughs> this is the worst. And off the back of how is this sandwich between GeForce and Astro Boy? How am I supposed to feel about that? You really think I'm going to go tomorrow now thinking I'm going to have laughs? <laughs> oh. I
1: can't guarantee anything there, but listen, that sounds like a lot of negativity, Dan. Yeah. This is a positive space. <sighs>
0: Um, he's decided to do his own thing, and it's fucking terrible. Even like, and this is the thing: like, I would say that it was some all right kind of acting at being under the influence, but it isn't. We've seen that he can do this better in other things, like leaving Las Vegas. Obviously, like, we know, this is the worst thing because we're so into the selection of films now that we know that he's got a skill set to pull off this film, and and it's not a bad story. The storyline of this is perfect for. He's Kate. playing
1: someone with abuse issues and someone who's also a cop. And he's played both of them in spades before, oftentimes to great effect.
0: On paper, this should be good. Yeah, man, I
1: completely agree. He was just on such a mission in this to let the movie going public know that he's still a tough guy after voicing an animated mole.
0: And I love that straight off the back of this, he has to go back to being a fucking animated dickhead. With
1: disrespect, get. he shows that stuffed monkey in the old lady's place. Oh. In fact, should we talk a bit about his interactions with those old women?
0: Christ I mean yeah that was that was a lot to take in that was the moment that was was that the moment you realized he was a bad lieutenant
1: (laughs) (laughs) this is Cage trying too hard to be Nick Cage it felt like
0: yeah it's just it's it's just too much and it's so I like those Cage moments and this is absolutely littered with them but I like them when they're there has to be space between them there has to be a character other than that whereas this is just it's kind of like similar to the character we had at eddie in deadfall where the character is just so preposterous but at least that's played for laughs this is just so unbelievable and shit i think they
1: try play it for laughs once or twice in this but it just falls flat in its face and, and no better example i can think of is the bit where he has been for an undetermined amount of hours lurking in the corner of the room behind an open door in an old lady's retirement home. So when the door closes, he is stood there, shaving his face. Oh, God. I... What did... like? There, is, It doesn't bring anything to the film, him having that.
0: Well, we know how much he needs to shave from next. So. <laughs> well, I've got a question here, and we will bring this back to being nice to Nikki. We'll find a way. Okay. But what I want to know ben is what's what's the moral of this story um because hmm. he essentially he starts do... as, starts off as an arsehole something bad happens to him so he becomes more of a fucking arsehole continues to be an arsehole uh becomes a really corrupt policeman threatens loads of uh, a couple of old ladies doesn't do his job properly racks up a big uh like uh tab for the gambling guy doesn't ever really seem to be interested in paying him off and thanks to his lucky crack pipe all of a sudden everything turns around and he's in the clear
1: yeah everything is awful and in the space of two minutes everyone that has beef with him and everything against him gets resolved as like a one two three and it's possibly it's it's meant to be like that's the joke ha ha but but that's
0: the thing and then you said like and then it shows the it's so unsatisfying it shows that next thing he gets promoted to bad captain
1: the bad captain and gets Eva Mendes pregnant all seems oh, well. Oh my
0: God. This is what annoys me. It kind of plays it for a little bit where they offer him some wine at the ceremony and he goes, oh no, we're going to stick to our sparkling water. And you think, Ugh, that is the that, moral. He's turned his life just around. Clangs, I was just it? like, thank God there was something to this. And the next scene, he's just racking up lines again.
1: Well, yeah. And the next scene we're treated to is that set, literally shot for shot remake of that same awful scene from early on where he follows a teenage couple into a car park and then... Steals their drugs and then has sex with the girl at gunpoint. Awful. It's. <sighs> Yikes. I think the moral of the story is. I think the moral of the story to answer your question is Do fish have dreams?
0: Oh, uh, I did write that down because I was just so angry that that's how they're going to end. That's
1: not a reference to anything that has happened throughout the entirety of this film so far. And it's the last line of it.
0: Is, is honestly the worst film I've ever seen. I can't think of a single thing. We I've seen some dog shit films, but at least of them are funny. You know what I mean? This this isn't even funny bad. This is just horrible. Oof. So let's be nice to Nikki. <laughs> there
1: are a couple of... <laughs> Fuck, man. I'm looking at my... I've got a handful of notes,
0: and... I've got, I've got loads of notes. None of them are pleasant.
1: None of them are particularly... Positive, like between him changing his voice to Owen Wilson to like an old timey New York gangster, yeah, see, at some point throughout the film, to the scene where he steals an old lady's oxygen respirator and tries to choke her with it and then pulls a gun on her carer. Then he goes on to call that same old lady the C-word, which is pretty intense, and then screams, I hate you, I hate you both at both of them.
0: Now, And that's probably the best scene. I mean... Oh, my God. Because at least something was happening. Okay, I would... Go on, let's be nice to Nikki. Let's try and pull this around. In a
1: weird way, I'd like to be nice to to Nicky for for teaching me a lesson and Dan you might actually slightly get on board with this point you know how in the past I complained in the National Treasure that they cut like loads of big chunks out of the film for example them getting from the Antarctic to the FBI headquarters
0: (laughs) see this is what happens when you leave it all in in
1: this film (laughs) when Cage's character loses the boy the boy he's charged to look after who's witnessed these five homicides I only know this because I wrote it down I couldn't have told you that was a storyline if I hadn't Eva Mendez says that he has gone to the bathroom. So we are treated to no less than four and a half minutes of Nick Cage going to one bathroom, searching the entire thing, walking into the casino, asking someone if there's another bathroom, them saying it's at the other side of the casino, Nick Cage walking there, searching the entire of that bathroom, then walking back to the table where Eva Mendez was. We see the whole, whole sequence in excruciating detail and nothing happens. And I got to the end of that, and I went, "Okay, Nick, I get it. You've taught me something about filmmaking. I take it all back."
0: I love that you're being nice to Nicky. Is that he's made you realise that, yes. <laughs> that other films weren't as shit as you thought? Like, how yeah, shit He made this one.
1: <laughs> he was sparing me before.
0: Oh, the, uh, did you ever be nice to Nicky? No, I didn't. Um, I, um, well, he he finds the spoon. There's that moment. I thought that that was like a that, that probably one of the only wholesome moments in this, but it's completely overshadowed by his horrible accent.
1: Halfway through this film, they have just shoveled in the worst episode of MTV Cribs I've ever seen.
0: Oh God! It. The scene before that was the one that got me, where um, I don't know who it's supposed to be. Cage's sister. Dad's. Is it his sister? Believe so. Oh, it's. She's essentially having a go at um, Eva Mendes for bringing drugs into the house, and just completely kicks off, like, launch, like spills her oh, drugs everywhere. Uh, and then, le- and this is what did my head in. It's like a really like powerful moment. It's one of the, like the real bits of dialogue in the film, been. and I was just, yeah, could have been. And it's completely then turned on its head when um, Cage then brings some drugs back later, and she's all over it. She was like, yeah, I do as well. Uh. Just not. Her, just well, not no, her. I think that like, the, the point this.
1: is that she didn't like another woman being in the house because she was the woman in the house. Maybe, but even that's shit and means nothing.
0: But well, this is what I mean. But None that whole that is- whole
1: scene could have been, could have been good. You're completely right. But I honestly felt like I was watching like a GCSE and Dram performance, and it was just oh I I really hated that scene the way it's shot is and supposedly from my notes at one point on on set Nick Cage got the whole crew to be silent while he made an announcement and issued a round of applause to Werner Herzog the director because he is apparently the only director that really finally knew what he was doing because his shooting style is that he will shoot one scene with multiple cameras and just do the whole scene like that in opposed to doing like line by line with different camera cuts but to me, that it just shows. And you think the point of that is you'd get great performances out of people. But everyone's performances suck,
0: in it. No one wants to be in this film. Everyone wants to make GeForce 2. Exactly.
1: Eva Mendes and Nick Cage are right there. Like, come on. This is
0: what annoys me. This is from Saturn Films.
1: Yes, but even Saturn Films didn't care enough to put their full animated logo at the beginning. It just pops up on the screen as a JPEG for a second. Yeah, it's like, it's
0: like a real quick get me the fuck out I of here. I think even Nick to was like... Uh. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) mate what do you reckon their budget was for this uh
1: i looked at it earlier but i actually can't remember the figures at all um i would guess like 50 million 60 million 25 million wow really they
0: they got the budget for this oh
1: god Uh (laughs) lacking a guess we don't have nicholas's cajuns to to get these sweet figures but i i would be very surprised if they made that back right
0: they made 10 million back it's a loss of 15 mil.
1: That is a huge loss.
0: Let's put this into perspective real quick. How much do you think they made on opening weekend here? It's a film at this point with Cage, an Oscar winner. Eva Mendes probably won something. You know what I mean? It exhibits in it.
1: <laughs> All that pimp my ride heads. Exactly. And again, on paper, sounds sounds great. Werner Herzog's done some other good stuff in the past as well. But-
0: exactly. This this is going to be a good film. It's probably had some good PR Right, how, how well do you think it does on opening weekend in the US?
1: Uh, I'm not great on figures like this, but I would guess, I don't know, half a million?
0: One million? $245,000.
1: Oh my god, less than quarter of a million of their 25... 25- <laughs>
0: oh. In total, in the USA, and that's who this is aimed at, they made $1.7 So I don't know where the rest of the $9 million came from in the rest of the world. I don't know what country thought this was acceptable. Ugh. Maybe North Korea.
1: Dan, why are there so many weird, close-up, wide-angle, handheld shots of reptiles all throughout this that seem to go on for about five minutes apiece?
0: Well, I think they realised um, quite early on into this film the lizards and reptiles had better ability to act than any of the actors. <laughs>
1: Even that dead crocodile in the The dead of the crocodile road.
0: gives more to this film than any of the other actors, other than Exhibit. Oh, God. I, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to say about this, but I'm truly at a loss.
1: Yeah, I agree. So um, with that in mind, and this not being held up particularly good, I would love to see this waste man get massacred as we move into a round of
0: oh yeah,
1: Cage Match.
0: Right, here we go. We're going to have Benjamin Franklin Gates returning here. I'm going to love this
1: yeah i'm for once i'm on your side here my friend
0: take it on terence mcdonough pick any category and i'll tell you what i think about it
1: <laughs> let's uh let's just go straight up traditional for this i think i'd love to start with strength right it's well established where ben gates as a reigning champion for some time here lands all of these so i think we should turn our attention And maybe just point out the faults in the ball bag man, Terence McDonough.
0: (laughs) Let's get right to it. So what does he show in the way of strength? Um, Can can I open up with nothing? Like, I don't see he's got no willpower. There's nothing of this fucking absolute puddle of a man.
1: He is so unconfident that at one point he's he's trying to play the good cop at one point. I mean, come on. It's very well established he's the bad lieutenant. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he's trying to play the good cop to win over the approval of someone they're interrogating about this murder case. And he offers the flimsiest fist bump to this person I've ever seen.
0: Oh, It's
1: a limp wrist bumping into a fist and it just... It may like do it with some confidence or not at all, Nick
0: this is this is something that's really killing me now, having to try and remember this film, yeah, because I it's honestly so shit and forgettable. I'm, I'm trying to remember anything that he did in this, and I can't think of anything. he's He's a policeman on a murder. he's on a homicide uh, investigation, and I can't think of a single moment where he shows any strength.
1: Yikes, that makes it one nil Ben Gates' way. Agility. Mistakenly takes heroin thinking it's cocaine and has to have a party nap.
0: Oh, (laughs) (laughs) 2-0. Likeability. 3-0. Let's not even get into it. This guy's a fucking scumbag. I was looking at um, the plot keywords for this on IMDb. So the things, if you were to search for these things, this might come up. This film might be recommended to you. So if you were to search the following things that you're interested in. Lieutenant. And I go, yeah, fair enough. Forced to watch sex. (laughs) Crack pipe. (laughs) Nude photograph (laughs) Murder investigation (laughs) Body in a trunk (laughs) (laughs) Old woman in wheelchair We want to talk about likability. He honestly couldn't be more hateable.
1: One point to likability for him, I must say, is that when he walks in to meet Eva Mendes and she's being held up by these three men, I honestly have no idea how they even come into the story. There's the boss and his two gang members. He goes in and says to the boss, who are you? And he says, Dave. And then he turns to the first henchman and goes, who are you? And he goes, Andy. And then he goes to the third one, who are you? And he goes, Jeff. <laughs> and I was like, that was nice. <laughs> who does that you know
0: not actors
1: <laughs> For then, Yes, quite right and then uh, but immediately after that he plants drugs on a sports star in order to rig a game because he's in gambling debt and that's not particularly cool nick so
0: doesn't really do anything likable at all in this film is probably a murderer at some point big drug user big addict in every kind Uses everyone corrupt cop a cop to begin with guy sucks boo yeah big boo was that three nil?
1: That makes that three nil. So, but let's uh, let's really. There's that Simpsons bit where they're saying, "Stop, stop! He's already dead."
0: <laughs> I wish he was.
1: <laughs> I will not pull back. I need to make sure, as Nick quite rightly says at this one point, shoot him again. I can still see his spirit dancing, and I want to make sure that spirit lays down. That,
0: see, and um, just in case that um, that somewhat of a, an all right line there by the scriptwriter isn't like lost on the audience. They throw in just a guy breakdancing.
1: A lot of, from what I read, Werner Herzog, just it, like a lot of stuff he added in pre-production or just on the day. And so much of that shows, none more so than that MTV crib scene where Nick is showing his old childhood shed to Eva Mendes. It's just one take, awful dialogue, adds nothing whatsoever to the film.
0: I'm, d- I'm looking up to see what else this guy's done uh, just so I make sure I never watch any of it.
1: Let's move on to round four, Appearance.
0: <laughs> I mean he
1: he looks bad in this like I said he looks like a young Ratatouille he, he,
0: he gets worse looking as this goes on I mean this is set in New Orleans directly after Hurricane Katrina and you can tell that because it looks like the hurricane hit him directly in the face <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah he, he looks disgusting and acts disgusting so it suits the part granted but it doesn't it's it's not sexy it's not lord of war
0: yeah there's there's nothing about this character that i'd like to see returning like there was not even like a slightly redeeming oh that's like a good look that's a good way of acting this none of this for someone that's made a film he's he's made over 50 films before this has he learnt nothing
1: now this in fairness might give him a point as we move on to category five cage And he is pretty much category five cage in
0: this
1: (laughs) That's all he. He's a big on the Richter scale. Richter scale. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's all he's done in this. It's like I say. It's like he's doing a bad Nick Cage impression all throughout it. But like he calls, he shouts, "I hate you! I hate you both!" At two women in their seventies or eighties. Yeah, I, I I
0: didn't hate that scene as much as I should have done. I just thought, I thought that was probably the only bit that I found all laughable because it was just so outrageous. The fact that he's willing to kill this old lady for something that he really doesn't care about anyway. It's just it's just so ridiculous. So that's the thing that I got from that. Um, the thing is, though, and I would say that this is Cage through and through. Yeah. But if there's one thing that he doesn't possess in this film, it's a bunch of lovely coconuts. <laughs> and here they are, standing in a row. Uh
1: i mean that is condensed cage and it is some of the the purest strain the dankest cage i've ever experienced but it's condensed into one bit and you come on you've got to be with me here
0: that's when that's when cage is is best though too much too much is you can't have too much of a good thing you know i
1: I love the bumblingness in this a little bit like at one point where he goes to meet up with Eva mendez and there's that guy who's been beating her up one of her clients is there He's trying to threaten him, but he's doing such a bad job. Despite that being kind of part of his job,
0: you'd think it would be a bit better. And
1: he says, you're going to wish you were born without a
0: dick. Oh,
1: God. What a shocking insult.
0: It, this is literally, it feels like GCSE drama, where you've been given parts yes. and no one's got a script, and it's just like, just see what happens. And they've just just—they've <laughs> just filmed the first take. And just gone, that would do. Well,
1: I, I think Nick, as we well know, he used to love improvising, but I think a lot of his recent roles haven't let him do that as much so I think this is him trying to get back into it and the guy is rusty I mean at one point he's driving along with Exhibit and his two henchmen and Nick pulls a gun on them when they're counting up the drugs wrong thing to say but anyway and he says don't make me do it I'll kill all of y'all to the break of dawn
0: oh God, it's just horrible everything about this is horrible it's like an embarrassing uncle isn't it this film is an embarrassing uncle who's probably on a list <laughs>
1: <laughs> so there we have it. Unsurprisingly, and for once I'll say it, gladly, Ben Gates moves on in the competition. Yeah,
0: and he's going to be taken on tomorrow's... The film's called Astro Boy. Are we assuming that Nicolas Cage is Astro Boy? I reckon there's a kooky doctor and that's Cage all over. Yeah, we've got Dr. Tenma for this. Uh, I don't know. We've had two animated Nick Cage films so far, and for me it's 50-50 how this could go. Off the back of what we've just watched, I honestly... I don't ever want to see another Nick Cage film, which is good because we've got about, what, 44 to go?
1: 40 plus to go, so... Yeah. To round off here, this is definitely the first time for a while. We got into a good rhythm. We had some great guests. We had some movies that, like, straddled the line nicely of being bad, but there was stuff that you could laugh at and have a good time with. But
0: this, this is it. This is the pinnacle of my day. The film didn't show up. The guests didn't show up. <laughs> 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 I don't know why I showed up. I don't know why uh, we're still doing this, Ben. But we are.
1: But we are. And onwards we march, ever forward, further and further into the cage.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm done. I'm. I'm completely done with this. I. I can't believe we're gonna watch more Nick Cage after this. This is the complete opposite effect that this this film is supposed to have on people.
1: If you should learn any lesson from this experience, it's this: never get your hopes up. Goodbye everybody.